1: Thank you for joining me on another edition of the program. We've got a jam-packed show for you today here on the program. And I'm going to tell you what, we had a great time in Savannah on last week as part of the Stay Well HBCU Symposium. And it was a great time at the SIAC tournament. want to remind you that we're going to be this week, or Saturday as a matter of fact, going to be in Birmingham. The Stay Well HBCU Symposium continuing on in Birmingham. The backdrop is the SWAC tournament. And we're going to be live. We're going to be broadcasting the program live. And very much looking forward to that. It's going to be a a 12 noon Central Time live broadcast, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 10 a.m. Pacific Time, and you can listen to the broadcast at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, and uh, we're going to have a good time. We're very much looking forward to the event, and we're going to have some guests lined up. As a matter of fact, last week I had a chance to talk with Horace Broadnax, the head men's basketball coach at Savannah State. And we talked not only about the Savannah State program, but we also talked um, about his time at Georgetown. We talked about John Thompson. He played at Georgetown, was part of the 84 national championship team. And uh, we just had a really, really good conversation. Hadn't talked with uh, Horace Broadnax or Coach Broadnax in quite some time. So we had a great time talking with him. And we'll have other guests on Saturday. Uh, at in Birmingham, and uh, looking forward to that broadcast. Listen, a lot going on. I want to start here. I want to start with Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim will not be returning as the head coach at Syracuse as he, in essence, made the announcement on Wednesday night after Syracuse's loss to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. And what a career. For Jim Beheim, 1,015 wins in his career. He's a a Naismith Hall of Famer, and I mean, when I think about Jim Beheim, of course, I grew up in Washington, and speaking of Georgetown, that's what I remember about the Syracuse. I remember the Syracuse days when the Orange were in the Big East, and 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 really, I mean, even when. Uh, Syracuse made the move to the ACC. I had forgotten a lot of, the, I had forgotten maybe for a couple of years. Uh, and from time to time, I'd have to, I'd have to kind of catch myself, from time to time, thinking that Syracuse was still in the ACC. And when Syracuse came from the Big East to the ACC that first year, Syracuse finished number two. And I mean, it's some tough ball in the Big East, and that you know that uh, I think. When you look at what uh, Jim Beham was able to do all of those years, I think he had some success, no doubt, even with Syracuse in the ACC. He still had some success there. Again, uh, that first year, finishing second in the ACC. As I look down at the list, the 15-16 season, Syracuse finished in the Final Four, went to the Sweet 16, the 17-18 season, Um, lost in the first round in the 18-19 season, and finished in the Sweet 16 uh, during the 2021 season. So he had a lot of success there, even during the ACC times and then the Big East times. I mean, you're talking about appearing in three national championships with a victory in 2003, finally, with Carmelo Anthony, uh, the super freshman at that time, of course, went on to uh, a great, great NBA career. Um, I, I remember. I mean, remember vividly when Keith Smart hit that shot in 1987 for Indiana that, in essence, sank Syracuse. I remember that uh, very vividly. And then it was another. There, I forget what the other year that Syracuse made it uh, to the NCAA tournament. Um, but, but as they say, third time the charm, and still having, a, a, still had a lot of success with Syracuse here even more recently, and I had forgotten he had uh, actually retired What going back some five years ago, but but the coach that was supposed to have taken over at the time decided not to. I don't remember all of the details, who the coach was and all of that uh, at that time, but then he coached another, what, uh, four, five, six years to uh, even to some success, not as much this year. And so you think about great careers, I think about, again, the years mostly in the Big East. When you talk about those great coaches of the Big East, John Thompson and uh, Raleigh Massimino and and, uh, and all of those great coaches, a lot of those coaches are are escaping me. St. John's coach right now, I can see him. Um, I can see his face, but his name is escaping me. Anyway, I mean, you're talking about great, great coaches for an upstart league that really, um, and even after... The ACC rated the Big East, and Syracuse left, and Miami left, and you know all of those teams left. This the Big East was still really, really good in basketball, um, and uh, still uh, to this day, really, uh, really a lot of the focus in the Big East men's basketball, more specifically. Now, Georgetown has really fallen on some hard times. I talked with uh, Horace Broadnax about that. Uh, last week, but you look at the teams that have come in, Butler and some of these other teams. Uh, the Big East is still pretty strong when it comes to men's basketball, and so uh, when I think about Jim Boeheim, I think about his legacy. I think about the national championship with Carmelo Anthony. I definitely think about the loss to Indiana in '87 when Keith Smart hit that jumper uh, on the baseline. I think it was about maybe um. I don't know, maybe about a ten footer or so. I just remember watching that game and that stuck out to me at that time. And um, I'm going to remember just the legacy. And uh, I mean, you're talking about a 40 year career um, with 1,015 or or a close to a 40 year career, 1,015 victories. That's a, I mean, that's 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 a lot of victories. So uh, Jim Beheim out as the head men's basketball coach at Syracuse. Listen, a whole lot going on. I mean, you've got the MiAC tournament taking place in Norfolk. And wouldn't you know it, Norfolk State and North Carolina Central going to get together at 8 o'clock, already underway. Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Howard. These were the best four teams in the MiAC this year. Norfolk State was I don't know if Norfolk State was running. I don't want to say Norfolk State was running away with the MEAC, I think Maryland Eastern Shore was a bit of a surprise. Norfolk State, the defending tournament champions from last year, got Joe Bryant, the HBCU Division I National Player of the Year from last year, is having a really good season. This is going to be a really, really good basketball game because as North Carolina Central and, and uh, Lavelle Moten, the head coach, have been prone to do, the Eagles really start to respond in the latter part of the season. And so this year is no different. I believe the two teams met North Carolina Central maybe a couple of weeks ago. The Eagles came away with the victory over Norfolk State. Meanwhile, you've got a Howard team that for the first time in over 30 years wins the Miac outright, the regular season MEAC championship outright. And you've got a Maryland Eastern Shore team who is surging. So you've got some good basketball being played uh, in Norfolk uh, as a matter of fact right now. And then the late game is that Norfolk State and North Carolina Central game. The Eagles travel well. Norfolk State is right there. So um, I, I think I think you're going to be talking about a pretty good crowd for that basketball game. You look on the SWAC side. We've already got one team that has been determined on the SWAC side. And a little bit later on, Grambling State and Jackson State going to get together. Um, you look at Grambling, right? We had Dante uh, Dante Jackson, the head coach on uh, of Grambling on a couple of weeks ago. Mo Williams is coaching Jackson State. He's done a really good job uh, uh, this year. I don't know what the deal was at Alabama State. Wasn't really having the success, but he comes to Jackson State has Jackson state on the verge of being in the MIAC or the uh, SWAC tournament championship. And so that should be a really, really good matchup. Uh, Tex, you know, I I was surprised, you know, Prairie View A&M was having something to say uh, towards the latter part of the season, but uh, look at Grambling who remains in contention. And so some good basketball uh, going on and some games going on right now and coming up a little bit later on. You've got it locked to Box to Row on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM I am your host, Donald Ware. Uh, we've got a really good show for you today here on the program. Some really, really good guests that we're going to talk about uh, that are going to be coming up and joining us uh, a little bit later on in the program. I really like, I got to say this, um, I really like what Langston is doing. You, you look, talk about a Langston team. That wasn't very good last year. Now you're talking about a team that is in the NAIA Sweet 16 after its victory on yesterday. It's a team that's 31-2 and two on the season. Chris Wright is the head coach there. He had formerly was the head coach for the, the previous four seasons at Talladega, and he did some really good things there. Had Talladega, the Tornadoes, in the NAIA tournament Year to year. And so you're talking about a team that's 31 and 2, a team that a lot of people aren't talking about, a team that has a legitimate shot at winning, as an HBCU, at winning a national championship. You're talking about the Langston Lions uh, on the verge of getting that done. So some good things going down there in Oklahoma. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Box to Row. I am your host. Donald, where it's March Madness. So still to come on the program, Langston Head Men's Basketball Coach Chris Wright, the Lions in the Sweet 16 of the NAIA. Also, Virginia Union Head Men's Basketball Coach Jay Butler as the Panthers are going to the Atlantic Regional and former Vikings punter and Florida AM legend, Brad Coleman, all gonna join us on the program.
2: May you rest in peace with my sicker most sound. More sicker than yours. 4-4 and 54 draw. As my pilot, stay my lair. Yes, my dear, the official. Only the feds I fear. Here's a tissue. Stop your blood. The old Renaissance is the new Renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company, uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Beer, the neighborhood original.
1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at HarlemBeerNC.com. The Stay Well HBCU Symposium Tour is coming to the 2023 SWAC Tournament in Birmingham with new games, more t-shirts, new prizes, a live panel discussion, a live cooking experience with Chef Jannard Wells, your Box to Row family, and of course, your free COVID-19 vaccines. Meet us March 10th and 11th in Birmingham, Alabama at Bartow Arena for the 2023 SWAC Tournament. Together, we can do this
0: you are listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to, box row. to, box to row. row. Box to rocks to row. Box to row. Let it a Dear Christopher Frank White
1: Wallace. The Virginia yeah, Union Panthers, boy, the number four seed in, your memory. in the NCAA Atlantic regional go gonna take on, on Fairmont and State and on Saturday in Indiana. Pennsylvania. Jay Butler is in his ninth season as the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union. Of course, the Panthers won the 2018 CIAA Tournament Championship. Prior to that, he was the head women's basketball coach at UDC and had a good career as a player under Dave Robbins at Virginia Union. As again, Jay Butler joins us here on Box to It's been a little while. Coach Butler, welcome back to the program. Uh
3: thanks for
1: having me absolutely Does it seem like then you and I have been doing this a good good little while uh right going back to your days at u d c when you had that women's program in the uh in the regional uh pretty much each year. Does it seem like it's been nine seasons as the head man at Virginia Union?
3: Our time is going pretty fast, and uh like you said, we've been in it for a while, and I can remember like just like it was yesterday. I was on the women's side, coaching women's basketball. So, you know, nine years at Virginia Union, it's definitely uh, time is flying. But it just seemed like yesterday I was coaching women's basketball.
1: The season to this point, and I mean the record was a really good one to get you the at-large berth, 23-7 and seven overall. Your thoughts on where your team sits right now?
3: Wow, we're, we're excited. You know, get the opportunity to play postseason uh we're twenty three and seven and last year we we had the exact same record and didn't make the tournament so so this year you know twenty three and seven a number four seed in the region uh with the opportunity to play a fairmont state that we had uh, uh we were blessed to beat them during the regular season so uh just to get the opportunity to play to play against a familiar uh team in the region, uh, I think our guys are ready and they excited and uh we got a group of seniors that uh, want to not only get the first game, but they want to go as c- far as they can to try to uh, see if they can win six games and, and be a national champ.
1: Speak to the parity in the in the CIAA uh, this year. It's really anybody's uh, tournament. I mean, I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, I had a chance to call your game, Shaw, uh, against Virginia Union here in Raleigh. And, I mean, that was a tough game. You win that game, but then – Uh, Shaw beats Winston-Salem State some weeks before that, and then Winston-Salem State beats you in the tournament. I mean, it was just a lot of parity in the league this year.
3: Uh, Definitely. We always say that uh, it's tough. It's tough in the CIAA, and it's tough to win games on the road. So, you know, we talk all the time. You know, we set goals at the beginning of the year, and we say, you know, we want to go undefeated at home because we know how tough it is on the road. And uh, you know we 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 played a lot of teams and uh, Claflin beat us at home to end our 29, uh, 29 game home win streak that we were uh, like top two in the country. So every night you got to show up in the CIAA whether you're at home or away. It's just tough to win games.
1: How is it? How is the AA now <laughs> compared to when you played uh, for Dave Robbins there at Virginia Union?
3: I think I think today's CIAA is more top to bottom. I think you got to be ready to play. I thought when we played back in the 90s, I thought it was uh, maybe two, three teams that uh, every year were competing for CIAA championships. And, uh, you know, one or two teams would go and make it to the NCAA. But, uh, uh, you know, now, I mean, you, you have – all the teams in the conference have a legit shot at winning the CIAA tournament. So I would say now it's kind of more spreaded out. You know, I thought you know in the nineties, uh, you know, we we had a great run of winning CIAA tournament uh, like almost every year. So I just think now you know you got your Virginia State and you know you got your your Winston-Salem, you got you got Fayetteville, it's Bowie State. So it's kind of spread it out and makes it a you know exciting tournament and an exciting week of basketball, men and women. Jay
1: Butler, the head men's basketball coach at Virginia <laughs> Union. He's in his ninth season as he joins us here on Box to Row. You know, I look at – I was very impressed. I mean, Robert Osborne has been very good for you, and he's very good for you this year, CIAA Player of the Year, rightfully. So, and by the way, we must make mention, of course, that you were CIAA Coach of the Year this year as well. I mean, this is a young man averaging 20.7 points per game, 8.8 rebounds, right? You look at – and he's shooting 53% from the field. And what I had forgotten about, you look at his numbers, right? And he seems like he's a, a – a, a, he, he plays forward. So he's a big in essence, but he seems like he's a guy based upon the numbers that may be, you know, six nine or something. Here's a guy that's six five, fifty three percent from the field, excellent points per game, excellent rebounds, also ninety six assists. The guy can distribute the ball. He does it all for you.
3: Yeah, well, Robbie, he's he's our hardest worker in practice. Uh, I told the kids in the preseason, I said, you know, I said Robbie's probably our best passer and. And a couple of the point guards started laughing, and you know, as we went through the season, I said, "Rob he's number one on the team in assists, but he 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 has the ability to to find an open uh, open player that can knock down shots. He has a way of with his left hand to to kiss it off the glass, and he's, he's he's an old school throwback type player where, you know, he goes inside and you know he's. He's too quick for your six nine, six ten post player, and he's too strong for you know uh, a smaller guy trying to guard him. So Robbie, he does he does so much for us, and uh, he's had a great year, and he deserves to be uh, CIAA Player of the Year, and uh, he's excited about making it the NCAA tournament, and you know he wants to continue to play and uh, you know stretch out his uh, his last year, you know as far as he can.
1: No doubt. I mean, and, and it's he, he, like he's the he's he's your star. There's no doubt if you look at stars, right? If you look outside of Virginia Union, he's your star. But man, you got some players. Raymond Wright was very impressed with him. Khalif Tate, uh, as well as a guy that's g- gonna knock down some three pointers for you as well. Speak to those two players as well playing alongside Robert Osborne. Uh, those guys, they
3: uh, along with Robbie, those those guys, they are seniors. Seniors, they are leaders. They 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 great group of guys, great kids on and off the court, and they lead by example, you know. And I tell those guys, I tell those guys all the time, you know, you want to be remembered, you know, not only what you do on the court, off the court, and I say you got you got a few more games left to you know to leave your legacy, and I think right now, you know, they really focus on taking it one game at a time. But they really, really believe that they can have an opportunity to win six games because we, we've had the opportunity to win five, six, seven games in a row. And we were, we've been blessed to beat the number two ranked team, Augusta University, during the year. Uh, we played Fairmont State when they were nationally ranked. And, uh, and we, we've had a lot of success this year playing a lot of tough teams uh, even whether we played them at home or we played them on the road. So we played a tough non-conference schedule that has prepared us for the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, that tough non-conference schedule is we're joined by Jay Butler, the headman's basketball coach at Virginia union here on the program. I mean, that non-conference schedule also prepared you for your conference play as well, which again, parity in the league and the double a is, uh, is always a-, a strong league.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know when you when you playing against the Virginia State and Bowie State, and turn around and you, you got two six ten six eleven guys at Elizabeth City and Winston Salem with four Division One I transfers. I, I mean it's, it's 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 tough. It's a tough league, and uh, I'm I'm excited to be a part of the CIAA. Got some great basketball going on. Got some great coaches, some legendary coaches. Steve Joyner, Cleo Hill. Got another CIAA championship. Daryl Brooks, Lonnie Blow. I mean, night in and night out, you have to coach, and you got to coach hard. And, and if you want to be on the top half of the CIAA, and we've been blessed to win the Northern Division back-to-back. And uh, it's, just, it's just CIAA basketball is, is, is in a good place right now.
1: No doubt about it. I mean, you you mentioned all of those coaches. All of those coaches have won CIAA tournament championships, uh, you know, you, and, and of course, Bobby Collins has won one as well. So it's like a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these coaches in the league, most of them have won CIAA tournament championships.
3: Yeah, and we talk about it all the time when we have our meetings and we sit around the table and, you know, we welcome a couple of the, the new coaches uh, and we say, look, you know, you, you all coming in time. I say all the coaches in here, you got veteran coaches that have won at least won CIAA championship, so it's it's tough. When you can get to Saturday night and play championship uh, on championship day, it's, you, you got to go in and, and push through because you never know when you're going to get your opportunity to get back to the championship. So it's it's, it's just tough winning today in today's game, winning year-to-year year, uh, CIAA conference championships.
1: Last thought for Jay Butler, the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union, and we appreciate the time. To your point, Coach Butler, you beat earlier in the season, you beat Fairmont State. Different ball game now. It's a fourth season, um, if you will, with the uh, Atlantic Regional. Your thoughts on Fairmont State and some of the challenges that Fairmont State presents?
3: Uh, Fairmont State is an unbelievable offensive team. They can score the basketball, they get up and down in transition they want to put up 90 to 100 points per game and of course you know virginia union basketball we like the whole whole teams under under 60 if we can you know so we, we 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 definitely gonna have to you know press the basketball and you know get into our traditional circle defense and then we're gonna try to trap out of it and i, I think you know out of the three keys we got to win the war on the back uh got to win the war on the boards we got to rebound extremely well. We got to shoot seventy percent or better from the free throw line, and we got to take care of the basketball. Fair, uh, Fairmont State they love to press and try to force turnovers, so we got to take care of the basketball. We do those three things. I think we got a good chance to get up getting them a second time.
1: Again, Virginia Union going to take on Fairmont State on Saturday, first round of the Atlantic Regional. In his ninth season as the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union, Jay Butler joins us here on Box to Row. Coach Butler, as always, appreciate the time. Great to catch up with you. Good luck and continued success to you and the Panthers.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Up next here on Box to Row, HBCU legend, Greg Coleman. We pick back up our HBCU Legends series here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman As a matter of fact. I mean, he's done so many different things throughout the course of of his career he serves currently as the executive director of the bob hayes invitational which is taking place march 18th at the university of north florida to talk uh, a little more about that played 11 seasons in the national football league most notably with the minnesota vikings he was the first black punter as a matter of fact in the league and a pretty good one he's a graduate of florida a&m as well he is Greg Coleman, he joins us here on Box to Row. Greg, welcome to the program.
4: Thanks a lot, Donald. It's a pleasure to be with you, man. Hey, listen, uh, don't cheat me out of a year, okay? I played 12 years. Okay. I mean, maybe I need to go back and look at the pension. <laughs> maybe they're paying me only for I 11 need I to, need to go back and get some paperwork straight. But, no, it's a pleasure to be with you, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, 12 years, 12 years, because one of those years was with my team, the Washington Redskins in 88. So, yes, 12 years. <laughs> In, in the league, so um, let let me start here. Let's let's start with talking about the Bob um, Hayes Invitational, which you're the executive director for, and you've been that been in that position for many years. As a matter of fact, our listeners on uh, XL1010 in Jacksonville, we want you to go out and support this. Just talk about. it. I mean, Bob Hayes, obviously a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete uh, in the in the National Football League, and of course during his time uh, with Florida A&M.
4: So Bob Hayes is one of the most unique people that God blew breath in. He's the only one that has walked the face of the earth, that has won an Olympic gold medal, as well as a Super Bowl ring. Uh, No one else in the history of mankind has done that. So his legacy is phenomenal. Uh, You know, being here and growing up in Jacksonville, Florida, the relationship that we had for many, many years, uh, those coaches and founders, wanted to do something to prolong his legacy. And this is the 58th annual Bob Hayes Invitational Track Meet um, here in Jacksonville. For many years, the, uh, I'll give you some, uh, a brief historical perspective. Sure. Uh, the Track Meet started at Matthew W. Gilbert on the east side of Jacksonville where Bob grew up. We outgrew that facility, we went to Douglas Anderson uh, High School on the south side. We outgrew that uh, venue. Then to Northwestern High School on the north side of Jacksonville, outgrew that venue, and then over to William Raines High School. The significance of Raines High School is one of the most uh, phenomenal uh, institutions, high schools in uh, in Jacksonville. My last count, there were seventy-eight to eighty, seventy-eight to maybe ninety young men, young student athletes that had gone on to put on a nfl uniform major league baseball or nba uniform talking about uh, hall of famer harold carmichael hall of famer brian dawkins uh hall of famers all over the place truck robinson uh nba superstar uh vince coleman my cousin major league baseball the list goes on and on and on um it has been held at that high school. I was a Bob Hayes champion myself ran in the Bob Hayes, uh, invitational back many, many years ago as a hurdler. And, uh, from that time, uh, my tenure at Florida A&M, I have been the voice of the Bob Hayes track meet, uh, for many, many years. Uh, unfortunately the, my track coach, my mentor, my dear friend, coach James day hall of famer, uh, suddenly passed last year, uh, two weeks prior to this meet, and the baton was handed over to me. Um, It has been one of the most phenomenal high school track meets in the nation. It's been touted as the largest single-day high school track meet in the country. Uh, Right now we have over 100 teams that are already signed up for the meet uh, next Saturday, Uh, kids coming from all over the state of Florida, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, and it's just we say that the bob hayes is more than a track meet it's an experience because it's a culture of 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 great athletes coming together it's a culture of community but unfortunately we were able we outgrew the facility at rains high school we made a decision to move it to one of the largest one of the most phenomenal track and field facilities in the southeastern part of the united states that's over at uh, university of north florida so this is our first uh, venture there. We, st- we partnered with UNF. We still have a partnership and a relationship with uh, Range High School, where Coach Day was a track coach and an athletic director. So it's uh, we're looking forward to a great, great experience for our student-athletes, as well as all of our guests.
1: Yep. Sat- it's Saturday, March the 18th, 9 a.m. As Greg mentioned, it is at UNF. Uh, So Hodges Stadium. So get on out there. He, He mentioned how they've outgrown all of the other facilities. If you're in Jacksonville, surrounding areas, particularly our listeners on XL 1010, go ahead and support that. That is the voice of Greg Coleman. He's a motivational speaker, executive director of the Bob Hayes Invitational, former National Football League player punter for 12 seasons as he joins us here on Box to Row at our HBCU Legends series. Greg, what do you remember about those days at Florida A&M? What do you remember most?
4: They were phenomenal. And whenever people ask me about my HBCU experience, uh, I tell them it was nurturing. uh, It was giving. uh, It was like a family. I mean, the the culture of Florida A&M was phenomenal. I had coaches who cared about you as a person regardless to what you did as a player. Uh, my coach, uh, Bobby Lang, uh, my track coach, uh, another one, one of my mem- mentors, um, they expected you to be excellent both on and off the field. Uh, my head coach uh, for two years, Coach Rudy Hubbard, uh, also instilled in me some of the things and some of the values that I still carry on in life today, uh, the legendary Jake Gaither. Uh, the mere fact that Bob Hayes went to Florida A&M. Member of the Hall of Fame. Ken Riley, uh, recently inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well as the Black College Football Hall of Fame. I was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. Did not make it. As a matter of fact, Ken Riley was my high school homeroom teacher for two years during the off season. Wow. And after being drafted by Cincinnati, Ken and I drove up together uh, to Cincinnati. So uh, it's it's I'm, I'm elated at the fact that he's now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I'm so sad that he was not here uh, to smell his flowers uh, while he was able. But ecstatic that uh, my friend, um, uh, my mentor, is now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, but Don, let me let me switch back to the Bob Hayes real quick. Sure. Our Hall of Fame, we had a Hall of Fame induction on Thursday night. And this year's class, 2023, is one of the most phenomenal track and field classes, sports uh, classes that I've seen in quite some time. Starting with uh, Dr. Edwin Moses, uh, Gail Devers, uh, the 4 by 100 meter relay team at Florida A&M from uh, 1965 to 68. they – maintained the same four men won the pin relays three years in a row they retired the peterson cup they will be honored uh... mckenzie a great high school and collegiate hurdler here in the duval county area uh... brianna rollins uh... miami northwestern uh... gold medalist this class is phenomenal head coach freddie stevens a coach at range high school so we are so proud of That gala that's going to be Thursday night uh, for a ticket, you can go to B-H-I, Bob Hayes Invitational, track meet, number 22.org. That's B-H-I-T-M-22.org. Um, that's going to be a phenomenal evening. That starts it off. Then we have a middle school meet. Uh, we've got some Olympic legends coming in and talking with some of the high school students, um, the little shorties. Uh, so this is more, as I mentioned, it's more than a track meet, and uh, the whole community comes together. Uh, so I just wanted to make uh, make note of that.
1: No doubt about it. Again, Greg Coleman joining us here on the program. Last thought, Greg, we appreciate the time. Uh, what do you what, what? Tell us a little bit more about your NFL experience as the first black punter. Uh, in the National Football League, and maybe some of the obstacles uh, with respect to that that you had to overcome in your 12 years in the, in the NFL?
4: Well, it's so interesting that you mentioned your team, the, the, the Washington Commanders now, back in the day uh, when I finished my, my career, uh, was the year after Doug Williams won the Super Bowl. So Doug and I were teammates, and we would sit in the hot tub uh, and get treatment all of those years and talk about the plight of the black quarterback. And that was the genesis of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, wanting to honor men of color. Uh, And he and Shaq Harris uh, did that so excellently. And and the mere fact that the the plight of the black punter and the black kicker is so far behind where the plight of the black quarterback is. I think we've overcome that stigma that black men can't handle complicated offenses, uh, can't be the face of an organization. And maybe this is the last bastion of hope that uh, that we have been shut out of. Uh, currently, there are only two African-American punters in the National Football League. Uh, that is a travesty. And all these kids need is an opportunity. So I'm using uh, my influence as a... You know, former NFL punter, uh, the HBCU, Black College Football Hall of Fame, and presenting uh, the top punter and kicker in HBCU sports uh, in football to presenting them with the Greg Coleman, what we call the Greg Coleman Golden Touch Award. And this is to uh, shine a light on black punters and kickers and HBCUs, uh, give them some additional exposure, because all these kids need is a consistent opportunity. And that's what we want to do. So I was a punter that didn't set out to be a black punter. I set out to be a punter in the National Football League that happened to be black. Uh, am I proud of that? You talk about some of the things that, that I had to go through, some of the struggles. Uh, being a, a, a decent athlete, one of the mistakes that I made was running a 4 forty. So uh, some coaches looked at me uh, differently as a punter, uh, and place kicker and tried me at other positions. Uh, one of the reasons that I didn't make it my first year, uh, with the Bengals, but being determined, getting another opportunity, uh, where I saw that took advantage of it. And, uh, the rest is history.
1: Absolutely. Greg Coleman, again, executive director, again, as he mentioned Thursday, that would be March the 16th. There's a gala. Uh, with, with respect to the Bob Hayes Invitational on Saturday, the actual track and field event is going to take place at 9 a.m. at UNF Hodges Stadium. And give us the website one more time, Greg.
4: It is B-H-I-T-M, Bob Hayes Invitational Track Meet. The number 22, the significance of that is that's the number that Bob Hayes wore with the Dallas Cowboys. So B-H-I-T-M-22.org has all of the information, all of the scheduling, and also uh, a link uh, if you want to join us for the gala. It's going to be a phenomenal event.
1: Absolutely. Greg Coleman joining us here on Box to Row. Greg, I appreciate the time, and you're right. I I mean, uh, really a shame, uh, quite frankly, that, uh, that Ken Riley had not been in the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, a long time ago. That's another conversation for another day. We appreciate your time. Continued success in all you do.
4: Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Anytime you need me, just just reach out.
1: Greg Coleman was an excellent punter during his days in the National Football League. You can react to anything he had to say. Hit us up via uh, Twitter at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Resuming March Madness next with Chris Wright, the head men's basketball coach at Langston. Looking
0: for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398.
1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com.
0: Doesn't matter what your sport, he talks your language. It's Delaware From the press box to press row, it's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: Let's continue here on Box Row. We're joined by a gentleman in his first season as the head men's basketball coach at Langston. Tell you what, the Lions are on a roll, winners of their last nine ball games, and as a matter of fact, winners of the SAC tournament championship. The Lions all the way to the Sweet 16 in the NAIA Tournament. And on Tuesday, going to play Georgetown College of Kentucky in Kansas City as Chris Wright in his first season again as the head men's basketball coach at Langston joins us here on Box to Row. Coach Wright, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, appreciate you having me today. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. What a a season uh, for you guys and – Of course, your last game uh, was a victory uh, to get you to the Sweet 16 on Thursday against Southwestern College, 87 to 65. Uh, Your thoughts on that victory in the round of 32 at the NAIA tournament?
5: Well, yeah, it was a great win for us. We had an unbelievable um, home crowd. Uh, You know, we get great support from our fans, alumni, administration, and it was a uh, it was an electric atmosphere for sure. Um, I was proud of our guys. Southwestern's a really good team. They were ranked as high as, uh, as fourth in the country. And so for us to kind of be able to, to handle that game the way we did, I think was a great reflection of our team.
1: No doubt about it. Your thoughts on the season, really this season, uh, to this point, you guys are 31 and two on the season.
5: We are, we are. It's, it's, it's been a, uh, a massive turnaround from, uh, from from where the program was last year. Obviously, this is uh, our staff's first year here, but to go from one win to right now, 31-2. Uh, uh, so it's literally the biggest turnaround in the history of college basketball. And so it's been it's been really special to be a part of the season.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, you've you've been around a little bit. You've had some, a myriad of coaching experiences on all levels, whether that's D1, D2, NAIA. Uh, you've really been around. What uh, you were able to lead Talladega uh, to some new heights over over four years. What made the Langston job attractive to you, even though you were doing very well at Talladega in NAIA?
5: Well, so our, our president retired um, at Talladega, and it really changed the kind of the landscape of you know of the situation. And it's really kind of a god thing how how it worked out here at Langston. You know, I tell everyone that. You know, I work for the best president in the country and Dr. Kent Smith. Um, you know, he has tremendous vision for our, our university as a whole, but also places a great value on, you know, college athletics. And again, the, you know, the program had been down and he was willing to really resource it and, and make this a job where we could compete for national championships. And so for me, um, you know, it was a no brainer. It's three and a half hours uh from home. I'm from the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then you know I, I enjoyed my experience working in HBCU in Talladega, and so to be able to come here and uh, serve in the same capacity was you know was amazing.
1: Chris Wright, the head men's basketball coach at Langston, joins us here on Box to Row. The Lions, champions of the Sooner Athletic Conference, and on to the Sweet 16 in the NAIA tournament has another game on Tuesday. We're going to talk a little bit more about that you mentioned the turnaround and and the numbers say uh that it is the biggest turnaround in the history uh, of college basketball what did you see coming in why why were you able to turn this I mean I know and, and we'll talk more about your past history and again the success at Talladega the success at other places you've been but what did you see that you said we can win here and you've done to this point or you've done just that uh, what, what are you now, four games away uh, from playing, three games away from playing in the national championship game?
5: Well, you know, I think for us, obviously, it, it starts with really good players, right? And um, You know, I knew we had a chance to be really good when we had signed uh, some of these guys in the summer. And, you know, I, I, I do feel like that, you know, we have a recipe and, and kind of a, a blueprint for what works, you know, at the NAI level. And so I, I had no doubt that we'd be able to win right away. But to, you know, to go 31-2 and 2 and win our regular season conference and win the conference tournament and now be in the Sweet 16 is, you know, it sounds like something kind of out of a storybook.
1: Yeah, let's talk some personnel. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the, the players. Tristan Harper leads you on scoring at 15.1 points per game. But, I mean, you've got a balanced attack. If you've got five guys that average double – figures one guy that's at 9.7 points per game it's a balanced scoring uh, situation Uh, not only that you're averaging 82 points per game but you're beating opponents by 20 by in excess of 21 points per game
5: yeah it's um you know i think we're, we're about you know really eight deep uh right now you know we have five guys that are in double digits um tristan harper you mentioned was uh the Sooner Athletic Conference Player of the Year, also the Newcomer of the Year. Uh, Cortez Mosley, um, a guy that had a lot of Division One offers out of Duco. Um, you know, he was second-team all-conference and defensive player of the year. And then you know, we have a young man, A.J. Rainey, who was an NAI All-American. Somehow he ends up as Honorable Mention All-Conference and then ended up being the, uh, the MVP of our conference tournament. And you know, last night just dominated the game, scoring 33 points. And so, I mean, we, we have a lot of different weapons and can come at you from a lot of different ways. I, th- I feel like we're, you know, definitely a tough team to prepare for.
1: Yeah, speak a little bit more about some of the guys um, that are, are newcomers. You mentioned a couple of them, but uh, and I forget who exactly you mentioned, but you talked about some of these guys had uh, D1 offers coming out of JUCO, but you were able to convince them to come to Langston where you were building something special. And to this point, 31 and 31-2 on the season, Sweet 16 appearance in NAIA tournament.
5: Yeah, so, so we have five Division One transfers. Um, and then, you know, in, in Cortez Mosley's case, you know, he didn't quite qualify Division One wise academically. And so um, and that's kind of how we were blessed uh, to end up with him. I mean, he's ever bit of a mid-major player. Uh, Tristan Harper, again, our leading scorer. We played against him last year. He was at Middle Georgia. In our league at Talladega, and he had 31 points on us, and we couldn't stop him. And so it's a lot more fun to have him on our team. Is just trying to figure out how to guard him. Um, you know, Sharif Knox, as uh, a young man from uh, from Philadelphia, you know, he he played two years of Division One at St. Joe's and then at, uh, at Coppin State. And so, um, you know, we, we have guys literally from from all over the country. You know, another Philadelphia guy, James Ellis, a seven footer. Uh, played two years at Duquesne. And so, yeah, if you look at our roster, um, you know, we, we think that we're a low-major Division I team in terms of
1: talent. Chris Wright, the head men's basketball coach at Langston, joining us here on the program. The Lions to the NAIA Sweet 16. They've got a game on Tuesday. Winners of the Sooner Athletic Conference regular season and tournament championship. Um so for you, speak a little bit about your background. Talked about, you know, Talladega, uh, where you had some, a lot of success there. You were also a head coach at Fresno Pacific and then Graceland as well, also Central Baptist. In all the years you coached, I mean, you've only had one season uh, where uh, you, you were less than 500 and you've got almost a 67% winning percentage.
5: And that's I think a credit to you know uh, really good players and I've worked with uh, a lot of really good assistant coaches um you know it's it's been neat to see you know these last last five years um you know and if you include this year six years in a row we made uh, the n a i national tournament and you know we we did have some success in Fresno, but I went back and was an assistant coach for a couple of years, and I think I went from being you know a uh, maybe a sort of slightly above average coach to now um, just a coach who that can get our team to compete on the national level every single year. And so, you know, something along along my journey just kind of clicked. And, again, you know, we feel like we definitely have a good formula for, for what works at this level.
1: Last thought for Chris Wright, the head men's basketball coach at Langston, who joins us here on the program. Coach Wright, we appreciate the time. Um, your thoughts, what are some of the challenges that Georgetown College present?
5: Well, they're, they're the most storied program in the history of the NAI. They made 32 consecutive national tournaments. Um, Chris Briggs, their head coach, has won two national championships at Georgetown. Um, you know, they're, they're very athletic. They play very hard. Um, they have a couple guys that really, really shoot the basketball. But, you know, they, they just play the right way. And you know you're playing a tough, disciplined, well-coached team, and so you know we're going to have our hands full uh, come next Tuesday. But we're you know we're excited about the challenge to again play play the best NAI program in the
1: country. Again, Chris Wright in his first season, just his first season as the head men's basketball coach at Langston. Joining us here on Box to Row, the Lions 31 and two on the season, going to take on Georgetown College uh, on. Tuesday uh, in Kansas City in the round of 16 at the NAIA tournament. Coach Wright, we appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Lions.
5: Hey, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate you having me.
1: My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Chris Wright, the head men's basketball coach at Langston, to Jay Butler, the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union, and to HBCU legend Greg Coleman for joining us today here on the program. Remember, on Saturday, I'm going to be in Birmingham as part of the SWAC tournament, the Stay Well HBCU Symposium. We're going to be at Bartow Arena for a noon Central Time broadcast. You can listen to that broadcast at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. If you're in the vicinity, come on and check us out. We're going to be having a great time uh, so come on out and check us out. For more information on Box to Row, log on to our website Box2Row.com. And always remember to support those that support. Yo, Box to Row is produced by DW Communications.